You're listening to the Midnight Movie Snack Podcast with Chris and Garrett. Out. Got it. I'm pointing at you in your mouth that you're just like, I just took some snack in my mouth. I just took some chips. Yep. Yep. My uh, my snack for this evening, it's a strange combination. Um, I've got some really good dried banana chips. Um, and then I've okay. got these 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 chip snacks. You can't see them because there it is. It looks like a Dorito, but they're called Popcorners, something like that. It looks like a Dorito, but um, yeah, they're, but they're like it's kind of a cross between a chip and a rice cake. But if a rice cake tasted good, so um, tasted yeah that tasting like well I look okay the the other night I looked I was searching. For some reason, I thought that little girl in the movie, I thought she had a certain kind of candy. And maybe I was thinking about, you know, E.T. or something, Reese's Pieces. I don't know. I mean, I know Reese's Pieces E.T., so let that be known before people go, you know. But I was looking, I searched, and and maybe watched it, but I didn't watch the movie beforehand on purpose, just so, because, I mean, of course, I've seen this movie more than more than a few times over the years, but it's been a long time since I've seen it, I'm excited about watching this, but I wanted to like try to see a snack for the movie. And I think I thought that little girl had something or they did something with, with some kind of candy, but I couldn't find anything just by searching, by Googling yeah. and searching that way. We come across it. Maybe I'll, we can add uh, it to the. Full disclosure. Um, I'm coming into this movie watching completely blind. I did not watch the film beforehand. And I think it might very well be either the late 80s or early 90s since I've seen, last saw, Adventures in Babysitting. So I'm Yeah, I, I'm now. thinking 90s for me as well, and that, which is why people are going to go, do you guys really like this movie? Like, yeah, I mean, it's, I really have fond memories of this movie. I think it's, it's, and I mean, I know it ranks, it ranks up there. I, I looked at some Fast Rewind stuff on the Fast Rewind site. I think it had like a 9.8 rating. I mean, this, you know, I know that's fan kind of fan rating that Nick does, but it's like, it's a lot of people's, it's listed as one of their favorite movies from the 80s, but it doesn't get quite the love. I think that, you know, some John Hughes stuff gets, even though this is a Chicago yeah. you know, made movie. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of wild. I mean, but it it's almost, not on a lot of services like until movie, late, recently. Hughes. I could, it, it, Adventures in Babysitting has always it's i've always looked at it as i could see john hughes doing adventures in babysitting because like you said the setting with chicago and just there's certain elements of it that feel very much like yeah i could totally see john hughes i mean i don't know if he'd have the exact same movie but there were certain aspects of it that felt very john hughes like um and this is chris columbus right who's directing this yeah so which Chris John Hughes obviously loved this movie. He must have loved it because he who, who does he tap to do the Home Alone series? That's right. That's right. Chris Columbus. I mean, but I think there's definitely some, some another some, Chicago famous setting. Yeah, exactly. I think there is some sort of, uh, you know, there there's definitely you know birds of a feather in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, I've always felt like you know when I first saw Adventures in Babysitting. It's I, I used to joke about it because when I worked in the video store, we always either played it on the monitors or it was always rented out. 
and it was the joke amongst the video store workers who were all a bunch of movie geeks like like I was or am and uh, we were like this is the movie you know John Hughes would have done you know if uh, if um, you know he hadn't like like it's kind of like it, it, in some ways it, it's kind of a transition type of movie you know where like I could see it fitting in like right before planes trains and automobiles before home alone obviously but you know kind of but, you know, uncle buck yeah. somewhere you know around in there right but, after weird science yeah think about the think, think think you know think about the club the you know the blues club it's got a blues club scene here that's right you know i mean it has there there's there's a few elements that are and that's a little wacky this is a little wacky i mean you know when i, I mean when it comes to hijinks and a little you know about being you know you're in the downtown chicago and you know, I don't know. It's, there's, there's some. I, don't, I mean, maybe it's just the blues club. But, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the main that's part. A, but that's a big piece. And you got a, and you got a John Cusack cameo, and that's, that's true. You got that, and you got that, and you know, John Hughes yeah. movies too. So there's also one other thing which I don't think John Hughes ever really did this, but like the fact that this movie makes reference to Marvel comics, you know, with Thor, that there's this kind of like it feels more like it's grounded in reality just because they're like, Oh yeah, you know, this is a, you know, an actual character that exists in our world. It was a little touch like that. That really made me go, okay, yeah, this is not just your regular teen comedy. That's kind of, everything's generic and there's, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes they throw in like fictional versions of real brands or something, you know, it just seems very, you know, hokey and not grounded in reality. So just a little touch. So like you're saying that. it's more like Maximum Overdrive, but it's got the Green Goblin. Exactly. It's more exactly. Stephen they, King. They, they're all in the same universe. So, yeah, that's it. 80, 86, this is 87. or Yeah, so there you go. Oh, yeah. You got yeah, the Green Goblin came out in 86. Chris Thor Columbus came out in 87. King had a secret meeting back in and Special, yeah. <laughs> that. And we're going to throw in, oh, that since Thor's coming out this coming weekend, which may be coming out at the same time this, this podcast comes out, but the same weekend as Thor, you know, it's how, how, how fitting that some people love this, this version of Thor in this movie, which, which the guy who who's the actor ends up becoming a Marvel character himself later on, you know, into the MCU. Into the MCU, mm -hmm. he went from Thor to Kingpin. Does the Kingpin and the, and the Green Goblin ever team up in the comics? Hmm, I'm sure they probably have at some point. Probably have. I mean, usually, I mean, there's not many times that things have never. They, Everybody's teamed up. The most weirdest time. characters can team up. It seems exactly. like. So yeah, how's that for talking about the stuff? I, I bet. And now we got to throw in. And we got to throw in a little bit of running. Green Goblin teamed up. I'm sure there's probably one where Spider Man and Kingpin team up against Green Goblin. I mean, it's just everything. Everybody's teamed up. It's yeah. And if we can just throw in a little soundtrack with this reference with running up that hill for me, we got it. We got it sold. And I think I have. And I actually, I've. I wasn't looking for it, even though, you know, you know, my running up the hill has been on the brain lately because I was running up the hill on every joke we had at lunch the other day. Yeah. 
but I did find I did find a I did find a reference um, to what's her name? Um, I singer the the singer Kate Bush. Kate Bush. I found a reference to Kate Bush and to and to Metallica from this movie. So uh, it's like it's like it's like a seven degrees of Kevin Bacon type thing. Well, I'll try to throw it in sometime later in the podcast. Well, we'll do it right it's a no surprise the Duffer Brothers are fans of the 80s. So I'm sure yeah. Adventures in Babysitting is probably, you know, something. I mean, I've never heard them say that it's a favorite of theirs, but I could see it being, you know, a favorite. Speaking so of, covering all the bases, all the 80s. So speaking of the Duffer Brothers, going off on a tangent here for just a moment. Um, so the Duffer Brothers, uh, for those of you who don't know, are from Durham, North Carolina, which is where Garrett and I are from. And they now... Are we the Duffer Brothers? <laughs> no, we're not. Definitely not. Oh, we're not the Brothers. Okay, sorry. There's a connection, and then there's something that I saw recently. So my very first job um, working in the video game business, you know, I've been working in film for a while, and then... I got a job working on a video game that was using live action footage. Um, my first manager um, lived in Durham. His son grew up with the Duffer Brothers and actually uh, participated in some of their little early filmmaking attempts when they were when they were kids. So fast forward to last weekend, right before the holiday. Um, there's a website called Masterclass, and it's all these courses being taught by like famous writers, actors, directors, and so forth. Um, and they're always yeah, putting a few new courses out. So they put one out, the Duffer Brothers put one out just recently about basically um, creating a series for television. Is like the Masterclass that they're teaching. And at the beginning of the the course, because actually my mother-in-law gave me a subscription to Masterclass uh, a while back, that um, so I've been using it. It's a really good service. Not that I'm plugging it here, although technically I guess I am because it's great. Well, I started watching the Duffer Brothers Masterclass, and so at the beginning they talk about growing up in Durham, and you know they showed little clips of some of the movies that they made when they were kids, using like a I think it was a high eight video camera that they were uh, were using and uh sure enough in one of the photos they post in the master class my manager's son is he's like he's being shot like i guess he was an actor in one of their movies and it's a photo of the brothers when they were teenagers and then my manager's son is like in between them and he's like i think he's sitting on a bed or something and they're like shooting him in some scene so i thought it was kind of cool that's cool. Yeah, you know, just yeah. the 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 connection to Durham. You know that I worked. You know, the, my first manager was the father of one of their friends, and he actually, uh, my former manager, I still keep in touch with. And when Stranger Things was kind of really hitting its stride, like second season or so, he posted something on there about the Duffer Brothers, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. They went to Jordan, so they must have known. You know, your son. And he's like, Oh yeah. He said he hung. They hung out. Like they were always shooting movies and stuff, and. You know, his son was always like helping out or starring in something, and so, um, so yeah, it's. I, I think they're definitely getting back to what we were saying originally. Sorry for that tangent, um, but they're definitely fans of '80s movies. I mean, as is evident in their series, 
Uh, and I would not be surprised if Adventures in Babysitting is on their list. On their list, yeah. Yep. No, no, it's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I know a lady who's one of one of my son's friends. His mom's a teacher, and, and she taught. She, I, I know she taught one or both of the brothers at one point in time. Uh, and I guess it must have been at Jordan. It had to be. Uh, but. Yeah, I, I thought, and I'm not talking to her about it. I need to, I need to ask her some questions about it. I just know they, he's told me, or she made reference to it at some point in time. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And yeah, I would love to know a little bit more about that, yeah. but it is cool. I mean, cause every time I'm, every time I watch in one of the seasons, there's all I'm going, I mean, the, this past season was blatant. They were like, oh. one of the scenes is like, yeah, you're, you're doing a connection from Durham, North Carolina. And I'm like, that's very obvious, but you know, a lot of times they throw stuff in certain roads, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, Curly Road and this, all kind of stuff like that. They yeah. Cornwallis, something like that. They'll they'll throw in stuff. I think Bullocks was thrown in at season three and then Enzo's. Yeah. Enzo's um, yeah. Yeah, there yeah, is I um, mean stuff like that. So that's really that's really cool. I, I created a I know this uh, is not a TikTok account for the podcast. Uh, but for those of you who may be listening who use TikTok, we really don't post a lot on it, which is something I've been thinking about lately. But when I checked TikTok, um, there was somebody who actually has an account that is all about the Stranger Things connection to North Carolina. And so they've, they will highlight all of the references over the seasons where Durham things are called out. And so Enzo's, the last video I saw, they, they talk about Enzo's and the Enzo's over there that that's over by Duke. And apparently that was like a favorite pizza place that the Duffer brothers would go to uh, when they were younger living in Durham. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's always a treat when, uh, when they call out like Cornwallis road or, you know, or they mention Bullocks or, um, you know, just to get a name check. Um, yeah, and and also even though it's set in um, Indiana and it's shot in Georgia, there are some of the locations. It's like, oh, that could totally be a, a neighborhood in Northern Durham, you know, or, or oh. you know, I mean, just there's air parts of it, it's like, yeah, that looks like you know the kind of the rural. Oh, you can tell it's all Durham. based. I mean, they're basing off their childhood, which is Durham, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. Even even though it's fiction, you know, fictionalized as Indiana, and then obviously shot like it's. It have been t- it, it's it's too bad it wasn't filmed in North Carolina, well, uh, but I, mean, I understand. And also, you know. that it wasn't set in North Carolina. I mean, I would think. Um, gosh, we're really getting off on a tangent here. We're supposed to be talking about adventures and babysitting, but um, when you think about it, the '80s, if they had kept the setting in Durham, you've got RTP. There's all this you know technology business stuff going on in RTP, and it would have been a perfect setting for you know like. The Department of Energy having their building there in RTP and they're doing the experiments and you know so forth. Yeah. But uh, but you know, hey, it's 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 whatever. Um, I mean, I think I know just what little I know about just when you're working on a story and you've got other creative people involved. Um, like not too long ago, I wrote a script for a short film, and when the director and producer got a hold of it, they changed a lot of it. Um, I mean, the, the basic story was there, but they reversed some of the characters, like the main character in my script was a man, now it's a woman, and, you know, they just did a lot of changes, uh, these little tweaks here and there that where it's like, 
made me think, well, maybe the Duffer Brothers wanted to set it in North Carolina, but they probably got some pushback from some creative exec said, no, we need to set it somewhere in Indiana, somewhere in like the Midwest uh, or, or whatever. I mean, there's a million reasons why they could have landed on that. Um, but yeah, sometimes you kind of have to let go of certain things. You know, you have to compromise or negotiate like, okay, well, right. we set it in Indiana, but we're going to throw in references. So that you know, people that know us know that we're actually basing this, you know, on our what uh, our environment was like growing up. Right. Exactly. I don't. I think. I think there's something I read something about that they kind of. I don't know why they would pick that one, but something to do with they kind of wanted something off the whole Stephen King. You know how he does Castle Rock and kind of his, you know. But I don't remember exactly what all of. There's something behind that. Well, I guess just, you know, the fact they didn't set it in North Carolina, that it's just up to me. I have to come up with a television series that's set in North Carolina. and You have to. It's right. Is the next. Besides One Tree Hill. Netflix series. Nah. And Dawson's Creek. You got to come up with something. <laughs> Anything besides the teen, you know, the teen, the teen, whatever that is. Yeah. Well, teen there drama. That's a show. I think you told me about this or I there was a show not too long ago on CBS. I think it, it's, I don't know if it's still on it, maybe canceled, but um, it's based, it's, it's set in Durham. And it's all I remember is the main character, his wife has died and it's about him taking care of his daughter or daughters. I forget, but the guy who I guess was one of the producers on, I have to look that up because I can't remember the name of it now, but one of the producers is from Durham or from North Carolina. And the, the show is like semi autobiographical. In fact, the lead actor was the dude uh, who was in justified with Timothy Oliphant, um, Wade Goggins. He played the, main Oh, character. I love that guy, man. Yeah. He played the main character and I cannot think, and he was perfect too, because he's got a little bit of a, I forget where he's from originally, but he's got a bit of a Southern, kind of twang to his voice and so it oh fit. he does he has a southern yeah he's it fit perfectly because this like i said the show i want to say it was like a it was a sitcom but it was not like shot in a studio it was like you know like a three not a three camera setup it was more of like you know like it was shot like a movie but it's a sitcom um i cannot think of the name of it though it's gonna so <laughs> while while people are probably googling this while we're sitting here jabbering about it but um, it's Walton Goggins is, is what I was thinking. Walton of. Goggins, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who was also terrific in the Shield and Justified. Um, he's great. Was it the Unicorn? The Unicorn. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's still on. I think it looked like it. Went yeah, two seasons. I think yeah, it got canceled. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, looks like it. Yeah, it was. It had two seasons. It was canceled back in May of twenty one, but yeah, it was set in. It was set in Raleigh, not Durham. Apologies, I was confusing. Yeah, it was uh, set in Raleigh, and um, one of the producers, uh, well, Peyton Reed, who has directed the Ant Man movies, he was one of the executive producers. He's from Raleigh originally. Um, oh, okay. But I want to say like one of the the show's creators, though, it was like like based on his life you know like he had lost his wife and it was just about him being a single dad um 
I can't remember who, who it was. Let's see. It was created by Bill Martin and Mike Schiff. It might be Mike Schiff that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I saw a couple of episodes. Uh, I mean, it was good. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it was definitely obvious that even though it was set in Raleigh, it was not shot in Raleigh. I mean, it's like some of the settings like, okay, that doesn't exist in Raleigh. <laughs> it's just like, that's not even there. I think they probably shot it in Los Angeles and, you know, just said, Hey, we're in Raleigh. And they just blue screen stuff here and there. But, uh, anyway, we've really gotten off on a tangent. We've, uh, we're supposed to be here talking about <laughs> which word. It, it, this is just like for those of you who are listening. This is like being at lunch with Garrett and Chris. Mm-hmm. This is what we do. We we'll do. be on something, and all of a sudden, we are all the way over <laughs> two miles this way. Absolutely, it's like it's. Oh, we gotta get back. We gotta get back. What was the original conversation? Oh, we're doing Avengers babysitting. That's right. That's, <laughs> That's what right. we're doing. Right. Yeah. So I'm actually, um, you know, like I said, I didn't prepare for this movie. Uh, cause I, I really, there's sometimes where I'm just like, okay, I hadn't seen this movie in a while and I really enjoyed it. I don't, I just want to go back into it. Like, it's almost like seeing it again for the first time. Um, That's exactly my idea. I want a fresh, I want to kind of a exactly. fresh, I mean, I don't want, I don't want to be like unprepared, but at the right. same time, I really like just like the view. It's like, it's like, I'm really excited about this movie because it's been a long time since I've seen it. I remember I enjoyed it a lot. I'm a big fan of Elizabeth Shue, obviously. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, you know, I and you know, I love some Keith Coogan from from Hiding Out. We've already done Hiding Out back last year, um, and you lead us into this, man. Let's get going. Well, let me get. Uh, I gotta get my stuff set up here. Um, so we're gonna be watching. In case you haven't, if you listen to all those uh, deviations and side discussions and things you're still like what what am i doing here what are what are they watching um for the adventures in stranger things or uh tonight's episode we're going to be watching uh the 1987 comedy from director chris hughes not chris hughes chris columbus i got john hughes on the brain chris columbus who went on to do home alone which was produced by john hughes but we're going to be doing adventures in babysitting tonight and so I will count us down. So if you're going to watch along with us with your copy of your legally acquired copy of Adventures in Babysitting, um, I've got it synced up to zero. And so I will count us down from three. And so we'll do three, two, one, play. Touchstone pictures. Man, I hadn't seen that in a long time. That's a. I think "Can't Buy Me Love" is a Touchstone Pictures movie as well. Wow! There she is. Just so adorable. I think. I think this is the first time that she was the like the lead. Yeah, it was. She. She really. It's just is. kind of amazing that it took that long. Yeah, I know. I know. Because I feel like she's leading lady material. Oh, absolutely. She's, yeah. She's I don't think good. this movie would have done as well if it had been a different leading actress. I think 
she she just she has always carried that kind of uh, girl next door quality to her. I mean, that's part of the reason why I think she was so successful in Karate Kid because she was definitely like the girl in high school you would want to date. You know, she's pretty, she's sweet, you know, and everything. And and you know, she, this is at a, a prime time in her career. You know, I mean, she. I think she, how old was she when she made this movie? Do you remember? I don't remember how old she was when she did Karate Kid. She she was probably about sixteen and eighty four, eighty five. So she was almost what, 18, 18, yeah. 19, yeah. 18, yeah. maybe eighteen when she did it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she definitely, you know, she always the thing about well, no, oh, she'd been older than that. She was in her twenties, wasn't she? Yeah, she'd been like 20, 20 21. Let's see, I don't know. Anybody about 23? Just, just, about 23. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And she still looks great today. I mean, you know, she looks still, still beautiful. Directed by Chris Columbus, I could I maybe a little behind you there, but wow! Oh, it's Bradley. Um, oh, what's his last name? Oh, he was on the West Wing, and he was also yeah. Get Out. Um, I forgot. Billy Madison is what he's known for, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Whitford. He's always a yeah. He's always a jerk. Yeah. He plays that character, put it that yeah. way. Yeah, he is, but he he's a great actor. I've seen he is in real life. Whitford. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley Whitford. We need like I don't care which one. We need we need we need LaRusso. Or we need Johnny or we need Lawrence to come in and just like yeah. punch him in the face. Roundhouse kick him. Roundhouse kick. Crane kick. That's an illegal move. Don't do it. You say that to all the girls. Penelope Ann Miller. He, he must have COVID. He must have COVID. He's contagious. Any reason you don't kiss Elizabeth Shue, you got to have COVID. Whoever did the costume design for this movie nailed it. Like, I knew so many girls that dressed like these two in high school. Oh, those glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that outfit right there. Glasses, the earrings, the shirt under the you know the sweater mm -hmm. <laughs> spiker tab Over there.
Yeah, I'm picking up John Hughes vibes right now. Very much, dude. I must say, I compliment her on her choice of driving glove. Yellow knit mittens. I'm a nerd. And this this little girl is Lorraine's. This is this is this is Marty. This is Marty McFly's aunt. Let's put it that way. Lorraine McFly's sister, mm-hmm. Marty's aunt. Mm-hmm. It's all connected. It's all connected, man. Right. Karate Kid, Back to the Future. All connected. Pretty in Pink. <laughs> through through Keith Coogan. <laughs> it's her Doctor Who cosplay. She's got like this multicolored <laughs> scarf. I feel like he's Punky Brewster. I don't know. <laughs> what is she wrapped in a curtain? What in the world? And this could easily be a John Hughes house. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, totally. Oh, awesome! That was yeah. That that room's all that did a good that job with that. Door. Look at that man. I'm thinking she likes Thor. <laughs> I think it's more Wolverine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm feeling. Star Lord. Or maybe the Kingpin. I mean, maybe it's awesome. Bunch of kingpin stuff everywhere. Thor is a homo. <laughs> like, what's this? That's such an eighties insult. Thor's a homo. Went fly today. No, it definitely would not. Yeah. That kid. That kid would go to sensitive sensitivity training just like that. And what's wild, I'm I just recognize this because watching high now, now the hairstyle is completely different of what totally, totally. what Keith does here than what he's doing as Patrick and high now, and they're not feeling that far apart, so it's kind of like. Put you in a put you in a headlock. Yeah. Can I touch your hair? He's gonna do the Joe Biden on her. He's gonna smell her hair. <laughs> Help zip up my curtain.
and they got real they got real Captain Crunch cereal. It's not like some fake cereal. Yeah, Captain Crisp. So not, you know. Is that, You heard it, Chris. You're in charge. Yep. Vice Admiral Crunch. <laughs> Captain Maverick Crunch. What is it? Captain Maverick. <laughs> Top Gun Captain Crunch. I mean, is it is the year after Top Gun, so it could fly. Mm-hmm. Fly. Okay. Good. What are they going to be doing to one? What kind of party are they going to? Oh, we're going to a party over at Jeffrey Epstein's. We'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, wait, that's New York, not Chicago. Oh, there he did have a candy bar in his hand. Was that Nessa Crunch? Yep. It's a oh, I could have should have had Nestle Crunch. Should have watched Crunch. this. Nestle Crunch is a good is a, is a good chocolate. Snack. We need to we need to advertise that on the yeah. on Instagram. That could have easily been Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Oh, Daryl. Uh, no, Chris is here. And this guy's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's like a I think he's like a original he was on rent with on the original cast of on Broadway. Anthony Rapp. I think he's been in he's been in Twister, he's in little small roles and different Anthony things, but Rapp. is that was that Anthony Rapp? Anthony Rapp, yep. Yeah, he's the one who um, brought that lawsuit against. Uh, um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Kevin Spacey. Are you serious? You really? Yeah, Anthony Rapp's gay, and he um, he alleges that Kevin Spacey like sexually assaulted him when he when Anthony was a teenager. Oh, I did. Here it is. Yeah. And it happened during in the 86 when he was 14 years old. Year probably when this was being filmed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of creepy. That is very creepy. <laughs> You're in my house. Did they do a reboot or a remake of this movie not too long ago? They did. It's on. It's on. It's on. I don't think it obviously had the same success by any means. I mean, probably a good Disney film for young kids, but yeah. not at the same level. Get out of my house! <laughs> Is that spam? Mm, spam. 
that's a that's 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 a dream little dream connection there remember all that spam that uh what's her name from saturday night live had on in the kitchen i don't remember that victoria victoria jackson victoria jackson she had all that spam in her kitchen it was just hilarious that was just Maybe. They don't care. They're busy with their parties where they're sacrificing children to bail. <laughs> downtown the city who's this kid She got played. Nice car, Mr. Russo. Oh, sorry, wrong movie. <laughs> All right, that could also favor the Christmas vacation car or the vacation from the Griswold car. Yeah. Yes, you would.
but they don't live in Chicago, you dumb kid. She mentioned Daredevil. How does she know she's about ready to meet Daredevil's arch enemy? That's right. <laughs> uh nothing litter bug <sighs> when you ask about that when you ask about that issue you know, I find out Mm-hmm. That made made just for the movie, movie prop. It's like Clark Griswold driving. I've forgotten how annoying Daryl was in this movie. Very much. Yeah, it's a flat tire. It's hilarious. Is he auditioning for the Joker? Yeah, this is a Marvel movie, buddy. Not DC. So all this talk about John Hughes early on. So I was just looking up something, had a, something that came to mind. I was looking it up, and I just happened to see that Paramount wanted Molly Ringwald to be to play Chris, but obviously that didn't happen. I could. 
I could see it, but obviously, I think. Yeah, Elizabeth was the much. Better. I think would have a different little different vibe. Yeah, she's definitely the right choice for this role. I think. He thinks it's funny as Daryl. <laughs> I just want to kill you. <laughs> and I thought my jokes were bad. Hmm. This is like I know what you did last summer. <laughs> hook. <laughs> I'm gonna buy you a tire. Is, is that is that the such kind generosity? I'm gonna wear your head for a hat before the night's over. <laughs> Serial killer, handsome John Pruitt. Well, I'm a real wild one. I'm a. Red. Your virginity. <laughs> Your I sent some marital issues. 
think I'm thinking, yeah. I told you it's maximum overdrive, dude. Yeah. Who made who? Who made who? Well, <laughs> should... Did you see the, the long That'd be a great knocked over? That's another thing Chris Columbus did in Home Alone with the pizza delivery and the Yeah. Loves knocking those lawn jockey statues over. Blam, blam. Yep. I killed him. I had to kill some kids. No, no. some hook That's Calvin Levels. Oh, yeah.
He was in point and no return. Episode of 21. Oh, he was on the show called Night Watch. I don't know if you remember that show. It just it was it didn't, wasn't all very long. Yeah. Yeah, vague, vague recollection of it. They were a, a group of youth come together to form the Knights, a team of vigilantes who fight for justice. Mm. Oh. All right. I'll be right back. Hey guys, I'm Tom Welling. I used to play Clark Kent. It's a great line. You should try babysitting. I like danger. You should try babysitting. Are you my dad? I'm Elizabeth Shue, America's sweetheart. <laughs> Give him a bath.
He's getting his playboy back. Kid's got his priorities, I guess. Yeah. Hey, he's got to said it was his dad's. That's the subplot. He has to retrieve his dad's playboy and return it. Kind of like uh, Cameron in his dad's car. Ferris Bueller. There's all kind of John Hughes John connections here. Connected, man, I tell you. This is kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a mobster ring that I think um, Raw Deal would be dealing with. Yeah. The seedy part of Chicago, Kaminsky. So apparently, I was just reading Anthony Rapp, they dyed his hair that red shade because his natural hair color is blonde, and they would have, they were afraid he would look too much like Anthony Michael Hall if they didn't color it. Hmm. What did we just say? They need, you know... Yeah, I could see a little bit of that there, that during that time frame. And the Anthony Mike Hall would probably say, Hey, I'm a little better looking. Yeah. And Anthony Rap's like, What? Sorry, Rap. Now, speaking of anti rap, you know, I wonder, you know, Keith Coogan is, I know he supports, I know he's friends with Corey Feldman. Yeah. I know he's lended his support a couple times on social media. Yeah. It's definitely during the whole talking about his truth, yeah. about what him and Corey Haim experienced. I wonder if it'd be interesting to see what Anthony Rapp thinks of. Like, since he knows Anthony, he knows Corey, don't know there's any, you know, if, I mean, especially since men take, you know, older men taking advantage of them at younger ages, be, I don't know. Yeah. Wah, wah, 
Right. Um, apparently, that's not a real issue of Playboy. It was just a. Um, although there are some photos of um, Elizabeth Shue that were shot outside the Playboy Mansion. Looks like he could be a vampire villain, almost like in this, this, the same way as the high and out villain. He has a very, mm -hmm. very much. It's a perfect example of exposition there. We got to find that Playboy. It has all our notes that we can get put away for 20 years. That's like, okay. Here we go. I do have another snack. I've got uh, Dilly Bites. They're pickles. I had uh, a Cadbury egg. So since we keep giving Easter eggs, always different. <laughs> That's about as good as I can get. Yeah, same the blues.
wild card. The Dewey Cox story. So I think about I sing the blues. That's what I think of. Hmm. <laughs> Suppose that what I read this 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 is them this is them them really singing it. got the babysitting blues and that guy's albert collins the and he's a real life blues singer Preach it, brother. Don't tell him now.
cash Yeah. That's awesome. Just in time. Pay for the kids. Over dinner. What their dreams are. Where do they see themselves in five years? <laughs> it would be hilarious if Oliver, is it Oliver Cotton? Is that his name? Huh. From High Now? It would be yeah. funny if he was the villain. Because yeah. he, he has the same kind of. Is he getting ready to kiss him?
Yeah, Oliver Cotton. It'd been funny. That was Oliver Cotton I in this role. I could speed before we left. Oh, it's a subway production of West Side Story. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> when you're a jet. Oh, or is it? Or is it? Or is this just a? Is this a? Uh, is this a beat it video? We're in the middle of a beat it video. <laughs> Beat it, beat it. Time for a dance off. <laughs> we can do breaking. This is a breaking. Give it to him, Turbo. Ozone. There's no stopping. There's no stopping. And then, and where's, hey, is, is, is John Claude in the background going, yeah. <laughs> the uh, gang leader there the guy that called her that guy right there that's uh, uh clark johnson i think his name is he's gone on to become a television director um i think he directed a lot of episodes of the shield Ooh. Okay, on my version, like this, this is Disney Plus. Uh-huh. It's full with the babys- babysitter. I think some censored liberties have been taken oh, yeah. from, it, from what I remember. I'm sure they, they bleaked out or they changed the where he said. Fool. Uh, fool. I pity the fool. I got the stabbed in the foot blues. Took a shift to my foot. A gang fight. Hey, I'll tell you what to do. Well, Missy, you're never babysitting again for the rest of your life.
That's sad. Okay, bye-bye. That's her same thing from yeah. Back to the Future too. She also says later on, she says, I had the weirdest dream. He's alive. It's a miracle. You thought you were dead, you big dummy. I thought you were dead too. I just never got the chance to tell you I love you. I'm confused right now. Waving a joint under her nose? That's what it was. Uh, no, I saw my, saw my, I saw my grown-up self. I'm old. Oh. Hey, you guys. Is that the same hospital that Richard Kimball snuck into? <laughs> One-armed man, it's you. You killed my wife. No, it's not me. Babysitting fugitives. He's like, look, what? I have one. I have a hook on my on my arm. You think I killed your wife? Call me Kimball. <laughs> Doctor Richard Kimball. We're just connecting all kind of movies. This right here, we're doing. Fugitive Dick take place in Chicago. Say it again. The fugitive did take place in Chicago. Yeah, that's what I was uh, saying. I went to some hospital. It's like we're getting ready to see a cameo uh, from uh, Elizabeth Shue's brother Andrew. I which. That's the only thing that he obviously can do. It's like cameo in a Karate Kid, cameo in this, uh, until he gets on Melrose Place. But yeah. still, you know. 
Has he done anything since Melrose? He made a living off her can off her being a cameo. Yeah. Hammer time. Before it was hammer time. <laughs> Oh, that's um, what's his face? That dude, uh, George. Um, yeah. Uh, the father of the father of the bride. Yeah, he's also he's the, the voice groom. Of, he's the voice of Superman. In uh, the Justice League cartoons. Um, one of the design of women, design of women, one of this. One of the one of those, those ladies' sons, which we can take back to Andy Potts is on Design of Women. Gets back to John Cryer. Gets back to Keith Coogan. Uh, George Newbern is his name. George Newbern. There we go. And one of those dudes right there is the one of the screenwriters. I heard that I read that that's one of the fast rewind things I read on trivia. One of the guys holding the Playboy is maybe him. funny is uh she's actually elizabeth shoes about a year older than george newburn oh they were and they were in like a year after this they were in a disney movie movie together where they played like a like a, they were a couple oh really that was another trivia thing yeah i don't i forgot the name of it but it's like an 87 i think maybe 88 88 maybe 80 uh-huh 80, it must have been 88 Cannot believe Elizabeth Shue is fifty-eight. Well, she still looks great. You know, she was in the boys. She's she's the first season, and I, I think gorgeous. Obviously, she's beautiful here. In you know, when she was in her twenties, but I, I think in a lot of ways, I think she's gotten better looking the older she's gotten. Oh, and she she was great in um. Was that was she was that season three? Yeah, season two, season three of Cobra Kai. Three, it was three. Three, three, three. Yeah, we got we got Cove and two, Shoe and three, and and then we got four. We got Terry Silver. Yeah. She was also in Cocktail with Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise just had a birthday. That's right. This past weekend.
Oh, that's uh, Lolita Davidovich. Uh huh. I've never touched a girl. <laughs> The movie, uh, Disney film was called Double Switch. Came out in 87 yeah. as well. They were boyfriend and girlfriend in the movie. And she's credited, that, that girl you mentioned, she was, she was credited as Lolita David in this film. Huh. Now we got, I didn't look, for, start, I should have been looking Look for John Cusack there. He should be dancing somewhere. Yeah. But he's dancing with you and not me. I mean, I'm dancing. Not... You're my density. <laughs> my density. Kissing this minor. Bohunk. You big oily bohunk. That's where Richard Kimball was hiding out, asking for money. Well, here we go. Get to see Chris Hemsworth in a few in a couple in a few seconds. He should wait. You know who would have been, you know, he'd been good in that role there as him? Who? Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> does not look, I mean, seriously, does not look, does not have like, a poor man's Andrew McCarthy look right there. Molly Ringwald and Andrew McCarthy team up again in Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah, it's...
And Chris Hemsworth looks great. Mr. Dawson isn't here. You may call me Mr. Odinson. Thor Odinson. What? Thor Odinson is not a homo. I'm sure, yeah, Disney Plus has bleeped all that out. Yeah. <laughs> a thief, Connor, a thief. Gotcha. I got my glasses back.
Uh-oh. She's coming after. So cool. Apparently, that's Bradley Cooper's real license plate. Not Cooper. Whitford. <laughs> that's hilarious. I gotta get my charger for this. We're here for the Doctor Who convention. And she's, uh, I mean, seriously, uh, no, okay, make it believable if you're gonna have him diss. After I get through killing this guy. Making a scene. Oh, wow. You're majorly harsh in my mellow. When Johnny thought the same thing, it's what you get. Payback. <laughs> How's it feel, sister? <laughs> she just likes the bad boys, I guess. He's attracted to them. He could be Cobra Kai. Nah, not really. <laughs> Little girl.
Abducted. Want some candy? That's right, run into an alleyway. She's packing Mjolnir. Kind of party that the parents get. Just, be, just beware of somebody saying, Are you the gatekeeper? <laughs> with a kid. yippee ki yay <laughs> Thor Speaking, oh, it's a good time to bring this up, man. Hold on. shoot you michael michael Kamen did the composing music for adventures and babysitting oh. well he he composed he did the music for like die hard let's oh, see right right, right. Dude, man sarah 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 like they pronounce it like three different ways So his film score, he did the Dead Zone. Yeah. High, Highlander, which and specifically did uh, 
I want to live forever. That was one of the the Queen song. Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Adventures Babysitting. Die Hard. License to Kill. Roadhouse. Lethal Weapon 2. Die Hard 2. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and worked specifically on that I do it for you. Everything I do, I do for you. The guy had a great career, man, but he also worked with uh, going back to our uh, Stranger Things thing, uh, running up. Well, he didn't do the running up the hill, but he did work with her, Kate. And he also worked with Metallica on a symphony thing, and that and that song that was used at the very last episode was uh, was was also uh, it was it was on the album that he helped that he helped work with on the the live version with yeah. the symphony thing. It's pretty cool. Is nuts. <laughs> Definitely a little Ferris Bueller day off here. Trying to avoid the parents. Yeah, he didn't feel that at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dracula. Fly. Hello. It's just crazy. Like, uh... Mm-hmm. 
This is quite a predicament. Not to your kids. Well, get her inside, Keith. I mean, Brad. You can hug once and she's inside the. <laughs> I love you, brother. I'm just going to rough you up a little bit. Ah, smooth. Yeah, because bad guys write all their notes in an issue of Playboy. Cool, yeah. It's something they do all the time. I do need to compare this bus station to what was what was in um, plane, trains, and automobile. Because I think the, the the train, the bus station, train, the bus station that they use for St. Louis or whatever, I think that's actually Chicago that they used. Uh -huh. It's a whole nother. Uh, we got your beat.
Hey, you perv, keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I'm Melgus Bolt. a little bit of Ferris Bueller and uh, Risk. Uh. She's a babysitting and a house cleaner. The Huey Lewis news poster up on top there, I think it is. Top left corner. He just had a birthday. Also, the Back to the Future reference. No. Brad and Chris eventually married. So, me three. No.
babysitter of my heart. Perhaps Keith Kigan's like, let me get out of here. I ain't watching this mess. Kiss the girl. watching Vincent Philip the uh Fordo what I can't say his name but Vincent Philip D'Onofrio say his last name for me who? Vincent Philip, what? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, okay. Keith? I wrote those to call him Fisk. <laughs> you can call him Fisk. I'll allow it. Vanessa. Just like to stare at this the white painting. Adulterer. <laughs> Adulterer. Is that what it's? Rick bag Rick. lady. <laughs> Fat man. Yeah. I think there's actually uh, like an end credit scene. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Um, yeah, this was good. It was good. It's part of the Avenger initiative. Yeah. Does Samuel Jackson show up? He <laughs> convinces the He's like, the to join. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> great. What's oh that'd be perfect if it was uh what's his what's um what's the guy from what's the guy who was in um he, he ended up being on the shield TV show Colson uh yeah um Agent Colson if he showed up he did it that'd be funny I mean you know he was married to he was married to Jennifer Gray who was in well that's right Ferris Bueller's Day Off that is correct we're talking we're connecting all the dots man
Southside Johnny and the Jukes. Just can't stop. Just can't stop. Oh, there it is. Yep. I still remember seeing this in the theater. No, I don't remember seeing. I'm I'm sure I saw it in the theater. I just don't remember. I remember seeing this movie multiple times. Uh, I have no doubt. This has been a Touchstone Pictures picture. And if you're watching Disney Plus, the new one will... <laughs> will show up as the, as the next one to come up and if it you does watch it because i ain't watching that <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we stop folks That's right this is where we part ways audience <laughs>